Need a spark for your e-commerce business? A jolt of inspiration to energize your online sales? Then tune in to Talk Commerce, the podcast that delivers actionable tips to boost your bottom line. Hello, loves. This is Veronica Costello, and you're listening to Talk Commerce, the podcast for digital disruptors and e-commerce entrepreneurs. I'm here with my charming co-host across the pond, Brent Peterson. On each episode, Brent sits down with an innovator in the commerce space to unpack their unique experiences. Today, we have the brilliant Jacob Bardsgaard, founder of Disruptive Advertising. We'll explore Jacob's triumphs and tribulations on his journey to build a thriving digital agency. Brent may tempt our guests like Jacob to judge his corny jokes, but I say embrace the cheekiness. Laughter is the best medicine when facing the challenges of entrepreneurship. Now let's get to our fascinating conversation with Jacob. But first, a word from our sponsors. Are you lost in the content creation chaos, struggling under the burden of high costs and complications? Does the thought of regular content posting make you break out in hives? We feel your pain, but don't despair. Your content hero has arrived. Introducing Content Basis, delivering unparalleled content creation and scheduling solutions crafted specifically for your audience and needs. Harnessing the power of AI, we efficiently deliver on-point content every time. Our US-based team meticulously reviews each piece, ensuring authenticity and precision. We value your unique voice and insights. You direct the final shape while we handle ideation to execution. With auto-scheduling, your content always finds its audience. And with bi-weekly check-ins, our strategies sync with your vision. At Content Basis, we're your dedicated ally in the content battlefield. From ideation to posting, we've got your content journey covered. Visit contentbasis.io and say goodbye to content chaos today. That's contentbasis.io. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Jacob Bodsgaard. I hope I said that right, Jacob. Jacob is the founder of Disruptive Advertising. Jacob, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a, a little bit about your day-to-day -day role and one of your passions in life. Well, Brent, you're not the first one to be intimidated by my last name. There's four A's in it. And my middle name's Aaron with another double A. And so I'm probably your guest with the most A's in their name that you've ever had on the show before. But uh, uh, I'm the founder and chairman for Disruptive Advertising. Uh, it's a performance marketing agency headquartered out of Utah in the United States, but we have employees all throughout the country. And I've just been on uh, quite the journey of starting this from my basement as a freelance side gig to uh, a thriving agency that's helping businesses all throughout the country and the world uh, realize and live their potential and, and figure out how to get to the next level. And so it's been a lot of fun and uh, very challenging and all of the things that you could imagine on that entrepreneurial journey. That's awesome. Great. And uh, passions, do you have anything that you're passionate about? Well, uh, the way that I live my life right now, there's room for a couple of passions. I have four kids. Um, I actually just took my oldest daughter that's 15, and we went on an adventure to New Zealand for two weeks and just got to hang out and 
and spend some time together. Uh, I've got those four kids. That's my biggest passion project. And um, outside of that, I love uh, zone two cardio. I spend a lot of time on on the bike or running outside, listening to books and, uh, and, and training for events and those types of things as well. And that's my happy place where I feel like I can get a little more out of my head and into my heart and, and just feel connected to, yeah, my life. And so I do a lot of that as well. Awesome. All right. Before we get into content and we're going to talk about zone two cardio for really quick too, but before we get into content, I did warn you that I would like to tell you a joke and all you have to do is, is say, should this joke remain free or can we charge for it? Um, so here we go. And actually, this joke you could even say to your kids. So this is this is a, a fam- family-friendly joke. Uh, Spider-Man has a winter jacket made yeah, of Mediterranean it. flatbread. It's called a pita parka. <laughs> I was gonna, Brent, that's a free joke, but it was actually a little better than I was expecting. In the ever-evolving retail landscape, one platform is changing the game, ushering in a retail renaissance that puts relationships at the forefront. Welcome to Endear. Endear is a CRM built for omni-channel brands, empowering them with the consumer data to deliver a personalized, efficient customer experience that drives sales and retention. Imagine a tool that intuitively understands your customers' needs, giving your brand a remarkable edge. Don't believe us? Geronimo from Rebag says, I've used every CRM from Salesforce down, and Endear is the best one I've found for us. With Endear, your team isn't just selling products and crafting stories that resonate, nurturing connections that last. It's not just a CRM. It's a tool that empowers your sales associates to make personalized connections, bridging brands and customers like never before. Ready to redefine retail clienteling with a platform trusted by hundreds of omni-channel brands around the globe? Request your Endear demo today and enter a future of enriched connections and unparalleled customer loyalty. All right, good. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so um, uh, just briefly, uh, as we're getting into this, um, Zone 2, uh, I just, I'm, I do pacing so i just paced a race and i have a coach and um and she told me that uh, i should um i have to sit, remain in zone one and i'm older I'm, I'm probably a little bit older than you so my zone one is 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 about it goes up to one 122 and so i paced this race and it was a 210 okay. group so super easy and i i just went over into my zone two and she said well since you went into zone two you can't do your regular run on monday so <laughs> there you go. I love so tell us busted. a little bit. Yeah, busted. Why why zone 2? Yeah. Well, we're all familiar with the Pareto principle, which is the 80/20 rule. We tend to get 80% of the benefit from 20% of the effort. And um I I take the same I've learned that that's applicable not only with exercise but life is that uh what you know, when I, the first few years into disruptive Brent, I totally let my physical, emotional, and spiritual health just totally slide because I just gave myself fully to the business. And um, like a lot of us, I thought, I want to get back in shape. And, and what what's the way that we do that? We go hard every time. It hurts every time. 
we burn out and we're not consistent with it. And that was the cycle that I had been through quite a bit until I learned that about one out of every five extra, uh, out of every five workouts should be where you're pushing it and uh, pushing a little harder to improve your fitness levels and whatever those goals are. And the other four should actually just feel pretty good um, and not be pushing it too much. And I was like, whoa, I can totally do that. And that was kind of like the, the switch that changed for me in my physical health, but as well as a lot of other areas of my life. I'm like, I wonder what my ratio is right now. Am I, am I redlining 80% of the time? That actually, my results start to get worse. If I'm redlining 20% of the time, I'm stretching myself, I'm learning, I'm growing in life in, in all of the areas. But man, if I start pushing it too much too often, that's just when I burn out, I get sick. Um, I uh, look for emo emotional coping mechanisms, whatever that might be, because I'm just burning myself out. And so zone two or whatever that means to someone at their, at their fitness level and age, it's really more just saying, man, when I, when my heart rate is sustainable, I feel like I can go all day. That's when I can consume and absorb, uh, books, uh, have clarity of thought and those types of things as well, and really enjoy those workouts and feel good when I'm done. And then. I'll turn on the loud music and push really hard once or once or twice a week as well, though. That's great. And Jacob, I appreciate that you went with my metaphor because that's where I was going. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a firm believer. I read a book called Rest. <laughs> and, you know, they, they've said that your, um, you know, your productive time during the day is probably 50 percent of the day or even less like your creative time. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the time, you're just sort of spinning your wheels. So talk about how you got started and, and you did kind of edge into that. You may have spent a little bit too much on the business and less time with your family or too much on the business, less time with your fitness. That balance is such a hard thing to figure out, especially as a new or younger entrepreneur. Tell us how you've kind of worked through that process. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things that I would highlight, Brent, is – the journey is so beautiful and you don't even know the things that we've just talked about until you've experienced the opposite of that. And so the first thing I would always say to, to whoever is listening is I actually think it's okay to get out of balance because you don't know what balance is until you're out of it. <laughs> and so, so the first, you know, for the first, uh, I would say first three to four years of the business, it was a badge of honor to work late into the night. It was a badge of honor to wake up early and start grinding again. It felt exciting. It felt exhilarating. It felt exhausting. It felt all of the things. But it was also just, uh, you know, I was just into it. And that was just that stage of my journey. And I actually look back and I don't regret it because it taught me a lot of valuable lessons for life, which is my, my physical health was not in a good place. I was about, you know, I'd gained about 50 pounds overweight. Um, uh, my, my marriage and my relationship with my spouse was suffering. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just that ability to step back and feel connected and present in the moment was also struggling. And, you know, I look back and it's easy to say, man, I wish I had done it differently. But I look back on that as a time of my life that I cherish and so grateful for the lessons that that taught me because I don't do that anymore. But I wouldn't know how great it is to have some of that balance without having been out of balance in the first place. And so that's where it's like sometimes. I think we judge ourselves a little too harshly during the journey versus what am I learning right now and how can I take this principle and, and move that forward? So, Yeah, that's good. So the out of balance is 
is um, it's re it is related to though how much time you decide to be out of balance. And there's messaging from the entrepreneurial community that says you have to be working all the time for it for infinitely, right? You should be at eighty percent working all the time, and 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 I always look back at the Victorian times where it was a badge and honor to not work, and now it's in our culture it's a badge of honor to work. Yeah, it really is. And that's a badge that I still put on from time to time as well, <laughs> whether in, in, a, in a variety of areas of life. And one of the things is our bodies and our minds know how to find that homeostasis again. And so we can only sustain that so long. And Brent, I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. The further you're out of balance, the longer it actually takes for that to revert and get back into balance. And so the harder we grind for, for longer, the more rest and recovery we're ultimately going to need somewhere along the way. And, and a lot of the times my body and mind have forced that through getting sick or other things that like force me to, to calm down for a minute and, and take it easy. And so it's, it's kind of cool to see how life uh, and, and the body and the mind kind of find that one way or another to slow us down when that's what's needed. But, you know, we live in a world where, I mean, I, I really do appreciate Elon Musk. But he, he, he talks about 80 to 100 hour work weeks, and that's what it takes to really get ahead in those types of things. And, and I take that with a grain of salt now. I think there's certainly weeks where that's the case, but I still believe the 80-20 rule. That's probably more 20% of the time, uh, not 80% of the time. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I belong to <clears throat> Entrepreneurs Organization, and so they, you know, one of the principles that a lot of them, a lot of people work on is working yourself out of a job. And we have multiple people in our group that have uh, gone from their full-time work to a side hustle that they really would prefer to do while still maintaining their full-time job. I mean, that, that, that's their job, but let's just say they want to be an implementer, but they're also doing EO or uh, they're doing their work. They they make it so they can manage their job enough or their their business enough that they can go and do their passion, right? And that passion could be something you're volunteering for or something that you're getting paid for. But it does show that, you know, just like Elon Musk, uh, you know, his he he's doing multiple things. He can't work full-time at every single one of them, um, but he puts energy into something, and it's just how much energy we put into whatever we want to put into. And then we choose to put energy into our family, we put it, you know, you set aside time for, for your, uh, for your marriage, set aside time for, uh, exercise. All those have to factor in. And I think all of them are equally important in your life as, as it is for the work part of it. Right. Absolutely. And you know, it's, your comment uh, hits home for me right now because I've recently been going through the transition of uh, we, we use the EOS model, the entrepreneurial operating system. And I've always been more of the visionary for the business and have always looked for that right integrator that can come in and help me run the day to day more effectively. And so I've recently actually stepped out of the CEO role and the day to day management and running of the company so that I can <clears throat> focus on more of the things that I'm passionate about, which is at developing more education and experiences that helps develop impactful digital marketers uh, that really understand business and marketing and have the foundation for 
uh, just developing themselves as a whole person along the way as well. And so it's been fun to be able to take a step back and identify what are the areas that I'm the most passionate about and have the right uh, CEO that can that can really partner with and help run the day to day of the business as well. Um, so let's talk a little bit about disruptive advertising, uh, advertising your business. Um, and, and I'm interested in that, how you transition and put somebody in a leadership position where they could be at, if, if you're the visionary, are you taking away, are you stepping out of the visionary role and putting somebody new into that? Yeah. So I, I still will be carrying that forward in terms of the, the strategic direction and the vision for what disruptive is and where we're going as a business. Uh, the part that I've been stepping away from is how to execute that strategy and get us there and being able to really hand that off to uh, the CEO, her name's Heidi, and the executive and leadership team. Uh, and it's it's interesting to let go of how it gets done, but making sure that we're very clear on where we're going. And as someone that's been involved for the last decade and being involved in those details and how we do it, that's been quite an interesting transition, Brent, to let more of that go and to really step back and say, I've got to work on the business, not in the business, if we're going to move this forward the way that's going to be best for all of us. Yeah, just so our listeners, uh, if you're, if they're not familiar with the EOS model, there is a person who's, th I wouldn't say they're at the top, but they're on the, on the chart if you're using a software like Traction Tools or EOS 1 or nine, whatever it's called, um, your visionary is at the top and then you have an integrator and then you have your team, right? So, um, mm -hmm. I think that each of those roles are equally as difficult. I, I yeah. personally feel the integrator role is way more difficult than the visionary role. Um, yep. but if you're a integrator, you would always, always think that, Hey, I would, lo I love this job. I love doing what I'm doing and implementing what the visionary kind of sets out. So I, I yeah. just thank you for clearing for, it makes sense that you would stay in that visionary role and then kind of lead and, and guide the team and where you'd like to go. Yeah. And it's, it's been an interesting transition, but it's one that I'm, I'm very excited about and, uh, the direction that it provides for the company and really allows uh, the, the team to step up and own more of the how and executing that and moving things forward as well. And and Brent, uh, in, in the book Traction, where it talks about EOS, there's more visionaries uh, than there are great integrators. And so I feel very lucky to have found a great partner uh, to support on that front as well. I feel very lucky. Yeah, so uh, I, can, I can say that we... We sold our business a couple of years ago, myself and my partner, and we've just started a new business. And we went this weekend, we went through the exercise of creating our first VTO. So if again, for our listeners, and I didn't realize we were going to bring this into EOS topic, but the <laughs> super, I think it's great. And it's so fun to see how many people use EOS that are not in EO. So EO is a is an organization. EOS is a is a method of doing things. And there's a book called Traction, and I'll put all these in the show notes. And I would highly highly recommend getting the book. At least reading it, you can read it in a plane trip. You can read it in a weekend, and bring a notebook when you're reading it because it's fantastic. Uh, but um, having that uh, that going through that again and just doing that sort of finding what our niche is and what is our, 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 not our mission statement, but our vision. Um, and then doing our core values. I think it's, it, it's been a very fun and, um, 
and an exercise that you know we haven't done in in probably eight years. So, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into that, and, and did you follow some of those principles and for disruptive advertising and coming up with some of those core values and and your mission and things like that? Yeah, Brent, it's uh, it's interesting because everything in EOS we had actually tried scaling up. Um, uh, uh, which is a different and I would say more uh, more complex operating system for the business, which we had a hard time sticking to. And EOS was far more simple. And all of the initiatives around core values, your vision, your mission, um, your one-year plan, all of those things, we've been doing all of the pieces that are in EOS, just not in a cohesive uh, manner that was simple, documented, and easy for everyone to follow. And so EOS is a book that I got introduced to by a coach. I always work uh, with a coach uh, because I know that there's a lot of things that I don't know. And they had recommended it. I read it and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm the visionary. And no wonder it feels so hard and stressful for me to try to be the integrator all the time. And I, you know, we, we need to really partner together and focus on the areas where we're strong. And it's really simplified things. That's, that's the beautiful part about it is it's simple we're, we're all on the same page. We all know what we're working towards and we all know what we're contributing to get us there. And so uh, that's how I got introduced to it. We've been implementing and using it for multiple years now. And I, and I just love the clarity that that's provided us as an organization. All right. I'm going to give you a quiz now. So we're going to talk about disruptive advertising. Tell us your three uniques. And do you have more than three? Yeah. Well, there's, there's let's start with three. The first one that I would highlight is um, we actually operate at below industry uh, benchmarks from a margin standpoint. Performance marketing agencies generally try to operate somewhere in the 20 to 30% margin. We actually do a profit sharing program uh, as well as reinvest in um, what we refer to as just pers a personal development budget for everyone in the company. And so we heavily invest, not only do we give back profitability to our employees, but we, everyone has a personal development budget for how they want to learn and grow in life and professionally as well. And so we really invest in our people in a way that I just have not seen other businesses doing that, which I do truly think is a great, um, unique aspect for us. The second one is we actually limit the number of clients we work with. Uh, at our peak, we worked with 650 companies throughout the world. Um, and I'm like, man, if we doubled the size of this, I don't want to run the company anymore. And so we got really specific around who are the businesses that we're going to be successful with? And we don't want to grow the business through volume of companies that we work with. We want to grow the business because the clients we're working with are growing and our scope to help support them as they do that is what gives us the growth that we're looking for as a business. And so we are super unique in that way in that we're actually not net increasing the number of clients we work with anymore. We're very selective and sometimes we'll, uh, there will be some replacements. There is some natural attrition and churn that exists. Um, that will replace, but we're very selective um, on, and we're not increasing the number of clients we work with, which I'm not aware of any other agencies that do it that way. Um, and then the last thing is we're like, we're just a, a pretty simple one. We're like the top most reviewed performance marketing agency out there. Um, and uh, we just have a lot of happy customers that have a lot of great things to say. And th those are the three things that I would highlight as our uniques. Um, I, I like the no new clients because it's so easy for any business owner to fall in the trap of, I want to sit at the table. I want to be able to say yes to everything the client says. 
and we want to do mm -hmm. all those things. And what happens is you do a lot of things very poorly, and you do some of the things extremely poorly that then jeopardizes relationship with your client. Talk yeah. a little bit about how being focused on that one thing helps you to be better at what, I mean, I, not the one thing, but a couple of things, not making, not, not saying you're, you're everything to everybody. You want to be something to somebody, right? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, what we are for our clients is we're a, we're a strategic partner. And there's a lot of marketing services that are commoditized out there where you say, hey, just do this thing for me um, and, and we're good to go. What we've learned, Brent, is that if there isn't alignment around what the true business goals are, why those are the goal, reverse engineering what it takes to get to those goals, and then matching that with a marketing strategy that actually gets it there, or frankly says that's not realistic, we have to adjust our goals because that's just not gonna happen, um, marrying those two things together really makes such a big difference. And that's what we look for. when. Um, like I said, we're very selective. And so when we meet with uh, prospective businesses to work with, those are the things we're asking. What are your goals? Why are those your goals? Um, how does that align with a marketing strategy that actually gets you there? And when people say we want to double or triple our business, but, we, but, but we're not increasing our marketing budget, you can just do that, right? It's like there's not realistic expectations around how to get there. And so that's where we look, hey, we feel like, I mean, we are fantastic at helping companies that got to that viability point as a business, but don't know how to grow to the next level because they haven't truly aligned their business and their marketing strategy with clarity on how to get there. That's where we shine and do great work with people that want to partner with us on that. Um, where a lot of people are just looking for the silver bullet, right? Like, you know, a button to push in your marketing techniques that's going to save, solve all of my business problems, right? And we're like, actually, we don't. Um, but this is what it actually takes to get there. And so that that's, Frankly, that's the fun part is figuring that out. It helps businesses reconnect with their why, establish good and reasonable goals, and actually have a plan to get there. And that's when business feels fun, is when there is that clarity to move forward. Um, I, I like what you said about uh, double, triple without increasing your budget. Uh, and the silver bullet, I, I can share an experience where uh, somebody had said, uh, we would like to double our business and we'd like to do it organically, um, and and we would we would like to just continue by you know posting on social media. And I said I I don't think that's realistic. And I I use the tool of just using a financial model, saying if you save so much money, you're going to get so much interest. And so say you grow at ten percent a year, it's going to take you X amount of time to double. Um. How do you how do you work with a client who doesn't who doesn't realize or doesn't value your expertise in terms of how long it's going to take to get there, and they want to do it the cheapest way possible? Okay. Well, that's where uh, <laughs> you know the conversations, Brent, that are so common is there is no budget as long, you know, if you can, if you can meet the following criteria, there is no budget. We'll invest as much as we can. And which is never true because there's just growth challenges within any organization that it's like, well, if we grew sales by 20%, could you even handle, do you have the inventory? Do you have the staff? Do you have all of the things that it takes to grow at that rate? Um, and then, and then people that say, Hey, I want to grow, but I don't want to invest in growth. It's like, 
honestly, what it comes down to is just honest dialogue and conversation. Because most people, when you actually frame it and, and address it directly, are quite reasonable, is my experience, to say, if this is your goal and this is how you think you're going to get there, here's the challenges that we see that will prevent that from actually being the case. So what are you most, what is the goal? What is the true goal here? And what I found with that is that most of the time the goal wasn't growth. The goal was profitability. And um, that's actually what trumped because there's always competing goals. Yet when they compete, one will always rise to the top. And that's what I really seek to understand about those that we work with is when push comes to shove, what actually matters most to you? And let's make sure that's the goal and that we're working towards the thing that actually matters most to you rather than pretending it's something else and then, and then needing to pivot uh, quite a few times along the way. And most businesses, and especially in our economic climate, growth is great, but really being efficient and profitable sets businesses up for better success right now and is and positions them better for growth in the future when that's going to come a little more naturally. Yeah, I mean, I think you have a you you've made a great point about do you have the capacity to do that extra work that's going to come in? I can relate that to um, uh, on on a membership uh, in EO. You know, I was membership chair, so we had a president who wanted to double the size of the organization. Can you? successfully onboard 75 people that's that's i mean that's a it's a really good statement to say right and and i think what we learned going to some of our training is you need to be aware of all the people down the line right so if you're in a service yeah. business making sure that you're aware of all the people that have to do the work if you're a e-commerce business making sure you know what inventory is there and can you sell it? And are you going to are you going to spend more money in marketing than you have in inventory to send? And are, at some point, yes. you're wasting money on marketing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so, Jacob, uh, we've somehow burned through uh, nearly thirty minutes here. Um, if you have a good, if you had a one piece of advice you could give somebody who's looking at marketing, what would you tell them for the rest of 2023? Yeah. You know, I'm in EO as well, Brent. So when you ask for advice, that goes against our Gestalt protocol. <laughs> right. um, but, but here's what I would say to that is getting very clear on what the goal is and why that is the goal will make marketing exponentially easier because without clarity and goal, and the reason why I say, and you have to understand why that's the goal because when you dig down and understand why that's the goal, it usually actually changes the goal. Oh, I just wanted to double this year because that seemed like a cool thing to do. Um, that's actually not a very good why. What is it that we're actually trying to accomplish this year? And when we get very clear on the goal and very clear on the why behind that goal, the marketing strategy and execution becomes exponentially easier. Exponentially easier. And so I would say it is worth any effort or pain or suffering that is needed to find clarity in those two things. What's the goal? Why is that the goal? We're now feeling clear on that. Now we can just go execute. Um, and that feels great. When it's an ambiguous goal with an ambiguous why, we are guessing nonstop with marketing. And that doesn't feel good. And it's rarely effective. 
Yeah, and I'll I'll leave my final comment on if you're guessing in marketing, you're you're going nowhere. <laughs> you're you're mm-hmm. you're steering a rudderless ship. Um, and and I appreciate too that. Well, so uh, um, there there in EO just for our listeners, we we don't give advice. We we share our own experiences, and um, uh, it, I think you have to. There, it is different because if you're a coach, it's hard to just share your experience. You have to tell somebody what to do. So, um, yep. and we also say we don't shoot on people. So you never want to shoot all over people. Anyways, uh, so, <laughs> Jacob, sorry, I, I, I realize I'm going in 500 different tangents here. Um, lots of shiny objects. Um, yep. As we close out, I give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug. Uh, what would you like to plug today? Yeah. The, the only plug I would, A, I love to connect with entrepreneurs. And so feel free to connect with me on, on LinkedIn. It's Jacob Badsgard. And if you put in a lot of A's in Badsgard, you'll find me pretty easily. And I love connecting and learning from people. And then, you know, if you find yourself in a situation where you're, you're trying to get clear, more clear on what your goals are, why those are your goals, and putting together a great marketing strategy to get there, you ought to reach out to our team to see if that's something we can help with. We seek to add value, whether we actually work with you or not. And I would encourage you just to, to check us out on disruptiveadvertising.com. We're always happy to, to have a, a conversation with uh, just to see what's there and to point you in the right direction. And we may or may not be the best solution for you. But uh, yeah, you ought, to, you ought to check us out. Great. And last question, what is our disruptor right now for advertising? What is our disruptor for advertising right now? Um, that's a pretty broad question. I would say the thing that is changing the game right now is AI. Um, that is for sure the disruptor in marketing right now. And what we can accomplish with ChatGBT and the things that are coming out with um, uh, image and graphic creation as well, it's like, buckle up. This is going to be so exciting. And the people that are fearful of that taking their jobs are the ones that they just need to spend time using those because it's going to make you more valuable, uh, produce better work, faster, better, and take away all the mundane things that people don't like doing anymore. And so I'm very excited about what AI represents for marketing in general. And I think it's going to level the playing field uh, for a lot of businesses as well. And so having the right strategy is going to be key. Because if you if you use all the tools and execute it, but it's the wrong strategy, AI will get you to failure faster or to success faster, depending on the quality of your strategy and where you're going. But I would say that's for sure the disruptor right now. Yep, that's perfect. Thank you. Uh, Jacob Bodsgard. I think I got it right there. And I'm from Minnesota. I should yeah. know it. Like, we're full of all <laughs> sort of Norwegian and Finnish names. Um or Swedish, I'm not going to take away any Scandinavian. Um, but anyways, <laughs> Jacob, sorry. Uh, uh, Jacob Bodsgaard, the founder and chairman of Disruptive Advertising. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Brent. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. Go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the free joke project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch 
in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com. Quality of 